Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Biz Time with Asia. This is episode 210 and today we have Sam Brown from smart20s.com. I'm really excited about what we're talking about today, especially, I didn't realize this until I just said that out loud, but this is episode 210 and 10 is like perfect, you know? And today we're talking about perfectionism. <laughs> and so I feel like really good that that like lined up perfectly. I don't, I'm not like too big into numbers, but I'm feeling pretty good about 10 being perfect. So um, Sam and I connected because she has this blog, Smart 20s, and she posted that Space to Face was like top podcast for millennials. And I didn't know because, like, you don't get, like, notified when, like, people link to you on stuff. Like, I wish you did. Like, I should have a Google alert for myself. That makes me feel like a Kardashian. But but um, <laughs> one of my clients came. Did I tell you how I first found out about it? How one of my clients came and was like, yeah, I Googled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, and you found yeah. me? It's weird. I, like, keep my photography business and my podcast business so separate. So I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So I looked you up and I was like, wait, this girl seems, like, real cool. And she's done, like, so many cool things. And so I reached out and now here we are today. So anyway, Sam, Yay. would you like to introduce <laughs> yourself after that lengthy introduction? Yeah. So thank you for having me on the podcast. I am actually – so excited. Um, so my name is Sam Brown and you can probably tell from my accent that I'm Australian. Um, so my blog is Smart20s and you can find it at smart-20s.com. Mm-hmm. So I share personal development advice for women in their 20s, particularly women who suffer from perfectionism. So basically <laughs> I just share what I'm learning as someone who's trying to overcome it right. myself and figuring out what to do with their life. And I try to do that in the most helpful way that I can, which means I'm quite open and honest and vulnerable. And then that brings up all my perfectionism, mm-hmm. aka fear mm-hmm. as well. So I think we're going to get into talking about that later. Yeah. Um, that's what Smart 20s is about. And I have an online course that's for perfectionists. It's called Dream Habit. It's a 28-day habit boot camp, and it's for anyone who wants to stay consistent and feel like they've got their life and their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a free seven-day challenge. I think we're going to be talking about it today, totally. but it's called Get Out of Your Own Way. And if you want to sign up for that, you can go to smart-20s.com slash Asia. I'm that's sure me. Asia will be sharing a link. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's just a bit that's about it. Me. Honestly, like that challenge was so legit. Like literally every <laughs> like every day I like pulled something out of it, which I will be sharing um, some of those things because I like come through it for like the 12th time and was like, oh, there's so many like nuggets of goodiness in there, um, especially from someone like myself who's like, post the perfectionism challenge not that you don't deal with it all the time but I feel like I've had to work so so hard on it that I like am kind of like on the up and up with it but then you know you always tank it's not just like oh and then you're done congratulations you made it you know (laughs) you're always kind of like struggling with it um I also wanted to share how we came up with this topic, not came up with it because it's clearly something like a really, really big part of your message. But Sam and I met up, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. 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 And we were going to talk about a totally separate topic. And I emailed Sam all about it. And then she was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about that. Actually, you didn't say like that, obviously. (laughs) You weren't like, no, Asia, we're not doing that. But I think what's great about that, about you being like, no, I really want to talk about perfectionism is that you like, I feel like you really feel like people need to hear this message. And in a way to be like, hey, um, we're not going to do what you said we're going to do, and we're going to do this thing. And I love that because you're like, this is really, really important for people to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I really wanted to talk about perfectionism because when I first started my blog, I 
was basically crippled by perfectionism mm. and I feel like I listened to so many podcasts which is how I got how I decided to start a blog but all the advice is like really technical and here's what you need to do and tell everyone about it and all that kind of thing and there I am sitting in my room being like but holy shit I don't want to tell anyone about it yep. everyone laughs at me it's total shit like I I feel like everything I'm writing is just crap so um, I really just wanted to share my experiences mm-hmm. with perfectionism, especially in those really early days. I've had my blog for over three years, mm-hmm. and the first year of that, I didn't tell anyone about it. That is um, mind-boggling that. to me, <laughs> mind-boggling. And and we were just talking before we recorded. She was like, I was listening to you face-to-face, and you guys were like, tell everybody. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me yeah, like when you were talking so about sad. Snapchat and you're talking about um, also like when you're at your local cafe or your hairdresser just telling everyone. I was like, oh, the so one was like, I don't want to tell anyone about it. Oh my gosh. Did that like make you feel yeah. like? Did that make you feel safe? Like, what was what was that? I don't know. I just it's a good question. I mm-hmm. guess I felt like it's good to hear you know people saying like share it with everyone. And now I'm at a place like mentally where Mm -hmm. that's completely fine but I just remember thinking like oh damn like I won't be able to take this advice because I can't tell like I don't know it's so hard to explain it I'm like it's a completely different place now but I really didn't feel like I could tell anyone because I was just so petrified of people laughing at it and I think part of the reason is because I was so unsure of it like I felt like I was just trying it out and I didn't really know yet if it was good or not and so if someone laughed at it it felt like it had almost been enough to make me quit right because I was already having so much self-doubt and being like why would anyone want to read any Mm -hmm. of this and if someone then like and everyone's been so supportive but if someone then laughed at it I'd be like okay that's it that's it I'm done I'm done confirmation it's completely shit right even though even if it was just one person yeah yeah what's so interesting about that is like even a person I didn't care about right right you'd be like it's done I don't care what the rest of the world says totally what's so interesting about that is like you didn't have any support if you weren't telling anybody nobody knew you were just doing that thing by yourself I could literally never do that like I can't spit without telling somebody about it. Like I need support in all of my of my ventures. So I don't know how you did that. Like what that does like use the word crippling that like that is so like ugh it just sounds so terrible. It sounds so terrible to do that on your own. I mean, also sounds like empowering. Like this is like a really dumb example, but I'm rolling with it. I like re- when I'm pregnant, I don't want to tell anybody till I'm like seven months along. I don't know why. This is like a dream. I think maybe because like Beyonce does that. I don't know. No, I've actually always been that way. I don't know why. What's that? When you're like in the veil, you know how she just announced. That's exactly how I'm going to announce it. Totally. I'm going to do the exact same thing, actually. It's going to be so great. Um, but I feel like the reason that I think about that is because I'm like, oh, I like, I'm going to make this amazing thing and I'm going to like really build it up and I'm going to have it like done. Like my baby will be seven months along and it'll be like a real for real thing. I'm like, ta-da, like look how amazing it that's is. That's exactly, that's literally exactly the same thing. Yes. It's like waiting until it's, I was confident enough in it to be like, hey, I have this thing, like, and really just actually know, I know what it is because mm-hmm. at the beginning I never talked about perfectionism. I didn't really know that that's like what I struggle with. Yeah. I, it is really just like perfectionism is really just fear. But 
I had no idea I doubted myself so much. Like it brought up all my shit. Right. Any kind of thing I was struggling with, putting like everything online just Mm -hmm. has a way of bringing up everything that's going on the same with starting a business. Like you really have to face all your struggles. So when I first started, I wasn't talking about perfectionism. I love self-development and I've been obsessed with that forever and also obsessed with like when I was little, I used to watch all the celebrity interviews because that was really the only way I could get like a like mm-hmm. success chat kind totally. of thing and then found podcasts and that kind of thing. So I've just shared all the stuff I find really interesting, but it's really evolved since I started. Yeah, yeah. So when I started, I, I didn't even know how to explain what it was. So right, so you weren't ready to show it. it. And keeping it secret. It was like, but it was just like, I'll wait until it's good enough that I feel like, and I'm confident enough in it that I can share it with yeah. others. So, and when did you feel like yeah. it was like good enough? Like, what did that mean? Like, did you like know when it was going to be ready or were you just like, when I feel like uh, it? It was no, that at first it was like, I will never tell anyone about <laughs> this. It was not like, <laughs> it was, not, it wasn't like, a, oh yeah, maybe in like a month or maybe in a year. It you was were like, like never. I will probably never tell anyone because this will always be shit. And then it <laughs> It event. I hope this is helpful to someone because it um it is, <laughs> it is helpful already. Um, but yeah, I thought I never would, and then I kind of got to a point. I didn't like. I was really scared to share it. Like the first few people I told. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. So funny in hindsight because everyone has been so supportive, and like a lot of my friends really love reading it, mm-hmm. and. I was just so caught up in my own head and like so detached from reality because I was right. just so scared. So it's not like I was scared that people would laugh at it and then they did. Like, they didn't. I'm sure people that like all my friends and the people I care about have been so supportive. Right. So I was like fearing there was no good reason to fear. Right. Um, I don't like promote I, I don't promote regret, it. but do you like do you wish that you would have shared it from the beginning? No, because yeah, I don't – I think that's kind of part of – I don't know. It would be so different. And part of the reason I think I didn't tell anyone about it is, like, I just had no idea what I was saying and, and like, I didn't want – I don't know. I didn't, mm-hmm. If I was writing and knowing that, like, people in my real life were reading it and would ask me about it and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I just felt like it kind of – stifled my creativity in a sense like it was um I don't know I don't think I think if I told people about it when I started I probably it probably would have stopped okay yeah yeah I feel like it really you I feel like you felt like like a little bit free to like let go of some perfectionism tendencies because you were like I don't even know who's reading this and I don't like whatever like these are just a bunch of Americans who cares like who cares (laughs) (laughs) so that makes sense and you even said that like now that you're out of the closet for lack of a better term that you like even still like struggle to post things sometimes because of like kind of like perfectionist and, and a dude I am like this the samesies for that I love blogging so freaking much and it makes me so happy like one time Paige um Paige Schmidt healthy spot she was like what when do you feel like the most you a bunch of our friends randomly said organizing and I was like what the hell? who who feels the most themselves when they're organizing <laughs> like that is not me and I, I was like feel I that. feel yeah. <laughs> are you an organizer 
I wouldn't say the most me, no. but I do love a good okay. organizing I definitely session. don't, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I feel the most me when I'm blogging. But I'm like, so why don't I do it more often? And you know what it is? It's not about the content. It's about formatting. I hate formatting. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is the worst. Like, what am I bolding? What am I spacing? I don't even know. So when I write my podcast episodes, it's one big-ass paragraph. It's one big junk. <laughs> That's what it is. Nothing else. I can't do but any formatting. how do you read it in one paragraph? I just read it. Because it's my words and it's like how I talk. And so I just like, I just write how I talk and then I go through it and I just read it. And it's so fabulous because I can't, I, I have no idea. So if I were like, if I were to have tried to start a Biz Time with Asia blog with the same exact content, it would have been a no go. So I'd be like, nobody wants to read it if it's not formatted correctly. If it's not bolded perfectly, nobody will read it. What the hell? That's not a real thing. But I think formatting and editing, like over editing, mm-hmm. I still really struggle with it and especially like when I did my first ever blog post I spent probably the next three days editing the published oh the published version oh it never ends and now like when I'm doing graphics and stuff for my blog and all that kind of thing I spend too much time doing it like it gets to the point where it's good and then I spend like probably an extra few hours just oh my god that kind of thing and I think with perfectionism it's kind of just like a way to keep yourself busy so that mm-hmm. you don't have to actually do the hard things like the things that are going to bring up your fear so you know it's right. quite comfortable as frustrating as formatting is it is quite easy in terms of like the fear there's no right. fear there but if it's like oh now I've got to actually sit down and write that blog post yeah yeah or write that really important thing that brings everything up so we just like keep ourselves busy with the the shitty tasks that yes. don't really add that Interesting. much. Interesting. And yeah. Yeah. So you know what I feel like must I be? I still definitely struggle with that. with that. I feel like it must be really incredibly helpful to have a deadline. And with perfectionists, when we are doing our own jam, we're like, this can be done whenever I say it's done. And we're like, AKA never, because we never want it to be <laughs> done because it's like always, oh, I am not, I, one thing I've done for myself for when you said editing, I, my mind obviously automatically went to photos. Um, and I used yeah. to be s- such a perfectionist with photos and like make sure that only for like a little bit, I got over it real quick, but like really okay. make sure that everything was like super perfect. And like, oh, like you can spend hours like editing hairs and you can do all these crazy things. And then I started um, giving my, not myself a deadline because I don't respect my own deadlines literally ever, never, ever, ever, yeah. ever. So I need to have yeah. like somebody <laughs> coming and seeing their photos yeah. and they have to be ready by the time they get there. Cause I can't be like editing them while we're talking and like forcing that incredibly early. Like I'm like, I can have these ready tomorrow. I can have these ready in two days, like made me work and so much better. And I realized that the benefit of them seeing their photos sooner for them was bigger than the benefit of it being quote unquote perfect. Also, nobody except for like me slash other photographers, maybe not even them, could even effing tell if I was like spending extra hours (laughs) on it. Like it wasn't even freaking worth it. So why did I even do that? And so I feel like deadlines super helpful for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with my online course. um, I was doing it with one of my friends, Jen, like we were both creating a course together Mm -hmm. um, and like working on it together, like going to the library and doing it. And it was so good having someone to totally, do it. Totally, totally. But um, we had a deadline and it ended up having to get pushed out like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I would not have a course 
if I didn't have a deadline and like I hadn't because I pre-sold the course. So oh, I that's to, what the like, like external that, accaudibility. Dude, yeah, maybe I should do that with I've my course. Sold it. I can't <gasps> not yeah. Maybe I should do that. Because I was thinking that, like, I just wanted to, like, this really is will post to get it done. <laughs> totally be like, oh shit, I gotta send some stuff out. That is super interesting because I've been thinking that I'm gonna release like all of the lessons at one time because I don't think they necessarily need to go in order. Uh, yeah. But if I, hmm, it's got my brain. Yeah, you can just pre-tell it. Yeah, and then that. on the launch date, you just give it all to them at once. This but is pre-selling. The it will make will force you to really get it out there. Oh my God. And that is a really good idea. This is fabulous yeah, information. Yeah, I'm writing this down. I need to have, this is what I need. So right now, you guys, I have this um, beautiful piece of paper with like so many scribbled notes on it that I want to talk about. Um, and I need to like flip it over. So sorry if you can hear that because my microphone is so sensitive and I don't want to fix it. Um, I'm going to write down notes that I'm getting from this as if I was just listening to it. Like things I'm taking <laughs> away from your words. Okay, I'm going to write down the word pre-sale. So everybody be looking forward to the pre-sale for my new course. Can't wait. Yay. Okay, so... Um, what were you talking about? It? Formatting, getting deadlines, I feel like is a really great way to make that happen. Um, I remember I used to love, love like in-class essays, like when you had an exam and you just yeah. had to like write it a paper in class because I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I can get that shit done in two hours. If I had to go home and do it, it would take me weeks. Yeah. It would take me forever. When I start, yeah. When I started my blog, I think in one of the first few months, I actually made myself post every day. I think I've deleted those posts now because they were just like, rubbish but <laughs> at the time they were good they mm-hmm. were good enough mm-hmm. um but I made myself publish something it was just like a sentence and then like a video I liked or that kind of thing mm-hmm. but I made myself do it every day so that mainly so that I didn't have time to go back and edit something oh, that had already real. been published yeah but it really just got me out of that like waiting until it's perfect to publish it made me just and like at that point absolutely no no one was reading my blog mm-hmm. like the only views were me so um <laughs> literally just even matter, floating like, no on the interwebs you're so like personally me, accountable but... I would never do that if like if I have no pressure nothing's happening for me it is just not so that's so well, great yeah, that you were able actually, to do that I'm surprised I did that because yeah, yeah you're looking back. You're like, I need a bit of an external deadline. So. Right. So good for you. Good for your past self, Sam, for making that happen. Something that you said in your um, your perfectionism challenge, which you guys seriously need to go check out because honestly, like every day had something so awesome. Um, you were like, you need to focus on showing up, which is entirely in our control. And I really like, I resonate with showing up because well, really in something totally unrelated, but with, I feel like this with friendships, like people are like, wow, you have such great friends and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's just because like, we just literally show up for each other. Like you don't need to like do grandiose things or blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm just like there weekly with my people. And then you build stuff from that. And like, that's how it is with anything. Like if you just show up to it, you're building your relationship with it, regardless if it's perfect or if it's whatever, you know? So I love that you're like, that's a new control. Like, are you there? Or are you not there? So be there and it's going to be yeah. great. I think um, I've really, like that lesson I really learned um, last year with going to the gym. Yeah. Before, like, so I've always been like a gym person and I've always had been fairly consistent with the gym, but I've always prior to last year being so focused on the result and that result being like purely vanity based like 
I mean, I'd tell people like, yeah, I want to be fit and healthy. And I did. Mm -hmm. But the main reason was that I wanted my body to look good. Mm -hmm. So I was so focused on the end result that it was so easy to become unmotivated because A, it takes so long for sure. For things to change. Like it just really takes so long. Um, Like you might get some results in the first few weeks, but you really, your motivation wears off before you get any results. Yeah. Um, But last year I really started focusing on improving my strength and actually like took away um, my like appearance-based goals. Mm -hmm. And the like now that I, and when I did that, I've actually ended up achieving my goals that I couldn't achieve before anyway because I'm consistently showing totally. up. But I just changed the focus to like I really want to do a chin up um, and like a few other, <laughs> a few other things like that. So by making the focus that and like we all know you need if you want to be able to do like a chin up or whatever, you need to show up like it builds upon itself. Totally. But for some reason with like our appearance we think like oh you know you should be able to do like a one week challenge right and, and then it'll be or like oh this one meal ruins everything when that's mm-hmm. obviously not the case but focusing on strength made me focus on showing up yeah. instead of focusing on the result and then I achieved the result anyway anyway um so yeah I really recommend trying to find a way to focus on showing up mm-hmm. and the daily aspect of it and I talk a lot about habits but bringing a goal down to something you do every day and not judging its success based on whether you achieve the result that you mm-hmm. want to achieve, but whether you show up every day. And if you do, you will achieve the result. It's it's kind of a different way to, to think about it yeah. because normally we think about its success being did we achieve the goal by right. the deadline. Right. But I think just showing up and every day you can just, you yeah. know, I find it easy to, just be like, just show up and just totally do it instead of being like, oh, you know, there's no point because it won't get me to my result. Like, you know, I'll just like eat this burger and then I'll eat a tub of ice cream and then I'll <laughs> eat this because I'm not going to get to my result anyway because mm-hmm. I didn't go to the gym today. But it's like, oh, just show up and go to the gym. Totally. Then, then that's the all you have to do. Kind of flows from there. Yes. So, yeah. Exactly. It's really just like breaking it up and like shifting the focus of it because you're, you're totally right. You're achieving the same goal, but it's like you feel like you're, it's like, you know, they have, you have smart goals like measurable and blah, 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 blah. It's like you have to like be breaking those things down into something that you're like, you need to also be achieving. It's also like a momentum thing. You want to like feel like you're building momentum. Like when the goal is like so far out there, you're like, it's so far, I can't get there. And like when you like, like I'm going to go every day, it's all you got to do is show up, which I mean, not that that's super easy. There are definitely times where you're like, oh, this is going to be hard. Oh, this brings up another thing you talked about that I loved in your course. You were like, okay, you're going to have the bad feelings and you're going to have the good feelings whether you give up or whether you do it. So like in, in yeah. you said it's yeah. somehow much more formatted than that, but it literally was like, <laughs> here's how you're going to feel. You're going to feel like lonely, unmotivated, exhausted. And, but if you do it, you're going to get it done. Yay. And like, you, otherwise you're going to feel lonely, <laughs> exhausted and lazy and then you don't get it done and then you don't get it done. So like, there's no good feeling in that. And I love that because you're so effing right. It's like, this, the whole process is going to be up and freaking down and either you do it or you don't do it. Like just because you're achieving a goal doesn't mean you're not going to have like those ups and downs. You need to like keep going through that. I thought it was like so brilliant. Yeah. I kind of had that revelation last year as well. Like I was just walking home from the train and that's when I, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, totally. Sorry. I was <laughs> sorry. adjusting it. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you walk um, home from the train? Do you guys have public transportation? Yeah. yeah what? That's the train. 
a train is you guys okay well we don't have public transportation here in california it's very frustrating i guess they do in san francisco whatever where do you live again in Brisbane. why did i not know that you guys why did i not know just capital city it's totally fine wait no i do remember you guys had it in sydney i just public transportation is fascinating to me that is not the point of this conversation back to the train talk okay you had this revelation continue yeah i was walking home from the train and off and on the train I listen to podcasts. Love it. Space to face. That makes me so happy. Um, And I really just realized that, um, like, say with going to the gym, Mm -hmm. if you go to the gym, you know, you'll feel really tired. You'll probably feel exhausted. And you also probably don't want to do it. So you're going to have to, like, push yourself, make yourself do something you don't feel like doing. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be uncomfortable when you're there. Right. But then if you go home and sit on your couch, you're going to feel lazy. You're going to feel really guilty. I'd say guilt is probably like totally. it's going to be in the back of your mind all night um, and that you're going to create that negative momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like either way there's a negative feeling. Right. But one of them, going to the gym, you get the results and then you get also other positive things from that. But yes. the next, if you go home, sit on the couch you don't feel like, oh, this is amazing. I'm at home on the couch. You usually feel really totally, guilty. Totally, totally. And then you don't get any result anyway. So it's kind of like just choosing between two lots of negative feelings. But the reason we go home and sit on the couch is because we're comfortable with that. It's something we do all the time. It's a habit. Like, yeah, it's just our autopilot. And even though we don't feel good, it's like the same as like, say, scrolling through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like when I scroll through Instagram, I don't feel good. Even when I'm looking at really like things that – make right. me feel good you're like I'm just I sitting here wasting time I feel drained yeah yeah but it's just a habit and it's, it's just comfortable yes. and even though it doesn't feel good it's just like you just right it's like comfort is the the like make or break one like that's yeah. the one it's not like don't feel lazy it's like no like you need to choose the discomfort because that's going to lead to the result that like makes it all worth it like and if you just choose like the comfortable route it's not it's so interesting to yeah. think about it that way I really appreciated like that insight because it's just like it's just so true like you need to like it needs to be not result driven but like when you look in the future and you look back you're like what am I like proud that I finished and what did I not you know what I mean it's like the thing was like if I would have left the house when I thought I was gonna leave the house I would have been like done with my run by now or whatever I never relate to fitness things fitness is not my jam but there's something like that (laughs) there's totally something like that um and it's so true like if I would have just started it by now I'd be done by now like why did I not start it 100 years ago and like then then that logic is like oh I just want to be done it's not like if I would have started 100 years ago like it would have been perfect like you never think about it that way when you're talking to yourself like that it's just like is it done and are you proud of yourself for doing it and if you never started you're not you're not proud of yourself when it's not done yeah it's really just I think instant gratification like not Mm -hmm. like so one of the things I talk about heaps is that motivation I think is really overrated I love feeling motivated and it is really helpful to feel motivated but it only lasts so long and Mm -hmm. you spend all your time focusing on topping up your motivation levels right it's I really think it isn't the most productive way to spend time I think it's a lot better to teach yourself discipline which is basically yeah. just following through with your plan when right. the time comes to do it regardless mm-hmm. of if you feel like it like it's really discipline is just removing the question do I feel like yes it? and in Somewhere your course you call that life? a dream killing question I was like damn 
do I feel like it? I was like, wow, that is intense because I so resonate with that with blog writing because like Paige and Amy just write blog posts like three effing times a week and they're always fabulous. And I'm like, what the hell? I can never because I have to feel like it. I need to like be in the mood. And I'm like, oh, so never? So never. Is that what you're saying? You're never going to do it. It is the dream killing question. Like, do I feel like it's like, you're not always going to effing feel like it. You still have to do it. It's just insane. And there's totally been times where I like I would tell myself like if like, if I don't feel like it's not going to be good and there have been a few times where I've been able to choose discomfort and go forth anyway and write some things and I'm like damn that was actually pretty legit like look at me go I wasn't like yeah. oh that was shit I hated it it was terrible I didn't feel that way so why why have I not yeah. taught myself that I should do that every time I don't freaking know I don't know sister yeah. let me tell you I was gonna say as well so before we were talking about showing up mm-hmm. every day and like focusing on that and then like we we're just talking about how you have to do things when you don't feel like it I just wanted to share that one of the ways I like make sure I'm doing that in my life is so Steve my boyfriend and I um, had this thing that we started probably about three years ago I was the one that introduced it but he got on board um, <laughs> every night we, every night we say three good things about the day and mm. I also recently added in one thing that we're grateful for so oh. like every night we say it and like if I'm traveling or something like that we'll like message each other even this is if adorable. that's the only contact we have all day um this is so cute but anyway just some context so yes love it one thing that I I try to say um, if it's true, obviously, is like I'll say something like a good thing about today and they're all like, A, they can't be like, oh, it's good that I didn't have to work with so-and-so today. Like, yeah, like, like a negative a thing. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, right. Be, like an actual positive mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I try to say like um, a good thing about today was that I went to the gym when I didn't feel like it. Like, oh, that's yes. That's how I kind of like reinforce um, you like push yourself. And now that yeah, I'm going yeah. to the gym's a habit, and I actually do really love going. Um, but there's so many things that mm-hmm. I do that I don't feel like doing. But I'd made the plan, and I follow through with the plan. Totally. And, like trust that my past self made a good plan. It's the same with alarms, mm. like waking up early. So yes. many people. I hear from so many people so. like that read my blog that want to wake up early, and discipline is like you set the plan because you're setting the alarm and mm-hmm. do trust it, your like, past self. That's legit. I'm writing um, that down. Yeah. Trust your uh, past self. Uh, I always love my past self. I'm like, you're so legit. And I just want to need to like trust her more, but I always wake up early. So I don't resonate with that. Like, what's a different example. I need to yeah. resonate with this. Um, like scheduling the gym in. It's, it's basically any plan or like, Oh, yeah. today I'm going to write a blog post. Yes. Like it's actually anything, but totally. Um, you like, really I put this in the calendar for just, a reason. You make the plan. Yeah. Um, and But I was going to say with waking up early, what I used to do, you know how you can make, like, in your iPhone, you can write a little note. Um, yes. You can name your alarm. Yes. And I used to name it, like, you wanted to wake up at this time. Like, I would um, remind myself that, and I wanted to say as well, like, if people are like, oh, but I don't want to wake up early, I have to because I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Like you want to go to work because mm-hmm. you want money. Like yes. you don't have to go to work and a lot of people don't go to work. Right. So it's like really owning. Right. Really that you want that to do this. You do want to wake up early because you do want to keep your job because you do want money because you do want to travel or something like that. Right. Like right. It's all you want to wake yes. up early. Yes. And so you're setting this alarm and then the alarm goes off. And you follow through with it and Steve yes. would say, because now I'm back in my bad habit of setting like a few alarms. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which really annoys him because he just wakes up on the first one and um, just he's got that gets down. right to it. But Love it. I really just try to like remind myself, you made this plan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not in some dictatorship and someone's forcing me <laughs> to wake up early. Like it was you who did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And discipline is just following through with your own plan yes. when the time comes. So totally. even if that I'm going to write a blog post today or I'm going to publish something today. Yes. Um, There's a reason that you put it. Or it can be anything. Like I'm going to shower at 9 p.m. Yes. Not at 1 a.m. when I'm like, you know, totally. it's just like make a plan. And that's how you can um, develop discipline mm-hmm. is making a set time for something you're already going to do anyway. And then when the time comes, you need to doing do it. it. Yes. Like, oh, it yes. Like it's too simple, but like. Oh, like, you know, if you usually have a shower between like six and midnight, I'm going to have it at 8 p.m. And then it's eight. And then regardless of if you feel like it, because I don't know if you're one of these people, but I love showering, but I hate showering until I'm actually in the shower. Uh, and then when I'm deaf, like, I love to- it. This I can then, resonate like, with. I, I hate showering. showering. I hate showering. Okay, it's same exact thing, but I haven't – Totally. I'm Okay, I'm at the same yeah. level as you. I didn't realize that till this very moment. I love being in the shower. Like, I'm not like, no, I hate warm water. But, like, I hate it. I feel like it's wasting time. My hair takes four days to look normal. Four days, Sam, to look normal again. So I'm like, this sucks. The only time I can shower and wash my hair is when I don't see another human for another four days. This is the worst. But um, you write it like when I get into it. So if I put it on and put it on my calendar at a certain time and I did it, then I would be like discipline. You're saying like you say your challenge like discipline is a muscle. Like you need to just build it in, yeah. in, in even ways that you're already doing things on time like or not on time. But like you're saying, I really like that idea. It's like giving yourself credit. Yeah. I think also for like the things you do do and just putting in a time. And I like that a lot. Builds momentum. Yeah. One thing that I hear all the time and I definitely used to do it myself and still probably do it um, in certain areas, but so many people like, oh, I want my new habit to feel natural. Like I always hear like, I want to wake up early and I just, I want it to feel natural. And mm-hmm. this whole like idea that for some reason a new habit, something you've never been doing is going to feel, feel as natural. easy as the thing that you're used to doing. Like, yeah. I'd, I don't know if it's just like the media and um, like social media reinforcing it, but like all this like be a morning person and people mm-hmm. thinking that waking up early feels good. Mm-hmm. And I'm a morning person and last year I woke up most mornings on weekdays at 4 a.m. to work on my blog before my full-time job so I could fit it in. That's cray. And it doesn't feel good to wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and like- it never does. Like <laughs> It's not like I somehow like developed this and then it was like, oh, oh I love four in the morning. At 4 a.m. Like it's so easy because people are always like, oh, how could you do that? Discipline. Like, yeah, discipline. A, having a really good reason to do it, which right. is really important. Because that felt like the only way to create some momentum with my blog. Yeah, yeah. Because I realized before that I was just trying to fit it in around my life. And that never works. And and it never works. That never it's never works. a priority. But right. if you do it first, then it is. Um, but like my eyes would be stinging. It's pitch Ugh. black. I'm so tired. Steve's in bed, like really cuddly. Like yes. I just, it's so hard to get out totally. of bed and get yourself to a computer, but it's the discipline. It's, it doesn't feel natural. And I mm-hmm. think when people are really connected to this idea of like, it needs to feel natural and it needs to feel good. Yeah. It really just stops anything from happening because like, if you think about it logically, it's never going to feel natural to do something that you're not in mm. the habit of doing. <laughs> you're right. That's not a habit. Yeah. Like, like, 
your body's like, well, what are you doing? We normally sleep at this time. Great, like, it's great. never going to feel natural to natural. do that. Yeah, I just always hear people telling me like, oh, I just want to wake up early in it to feel really natural. No, it's like or you like, have to do it. They like, just that's want the first part. Like yeah. they want the new thing to be as comfortable as what they right. currently do. But that's also like something, be, right. Yeah. But it's something to like when I lived in, I lived in France for a year after school and I woke up before the crack of dawn. I didn't have to. I had nothing to do in France. I did no things but like YouTube videos on how to be a photographer. Um, it was the best. Um, not let me just uh, put some context to that. I had a full time job, but I only had to work six hours a week. It was very strange. I don't know. The French are mucho interesting. Um, so it's not like I was just wasting my life over there. Not the point of this topic. So I would wake up every morning super early, and I'm also a morning person, like big time. So I do enjoy it. Um, but I woke up extraordinarily early, unnaturally early. And I would eat yeah. oatmeal with peanut butter and honey, which by the way, maybe gained 15 pounds when I lived wow. in France. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was dumb. But Pinterest at the time told me that was a way to get abs. So I was listening to Pinterest. It lied to me. Um, but I had a bowl of oatmeal, peanut butter and honey, which is also like a relic from home. People in France think that oatmeal is for horses. I had to like really explain why I wanted oatmeal, like very confusing to them. Also, I had to, like, get my peanut butter shipped over because they don't really? have peanut butter in France. Mind-blowing. Um, and then I would read – there was, like, a 12-month plan to read the Bible, and I would read two days every single morning, and that just made me feel, like, really lovely because I had never gone through the Bible before, which made me feel like a shit Christian. So I read it every morning. But my <laughs> point in this story is that, like – you're right. Like it doesn't feel good to do those things. And it's totally fine to like give yourself reasons for it to feel good. You know, like be like behaviorism is like a real thing and like rewarding yourself for doing those things, but rewarding yourself yeah. not in a way that's like, if I wake up early today, I won't wake up early tomorrow. Or like if I go to the yes. gym, I'll eat a whole yep. thing of ice cream. Like that's not the point. Um, like you can't like counteract what you're doing with your reward. Um, but that made it like, okay, this makes me f feel good about waking up in the morning. Like I don't think that you should be like, I have to wake up at 4 a.m., but I hate it. You know, like no, I don't think you should yeah. build a habit like that. Like yeah. you want to make it so that you're enjoying your whatever habit you're building. Yeah, and I hear like I think – Waking up early in the morning routine are the two habits that most of my readers want to create. And um, they really just like there's so much chat around waking up early and how it will make you feel good. And it mm -hmm. does. But um, people will be like, I hate mornings, but I want to be a morning person. I'm like, well, just focus on making your night like create a nighttime, like, mm -hmm. you know, work with what you've got instead right. of like if you hate mornings. If you create the habit, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Right. But so you're probably is... not going to create it because you're working against yourself. But <laughs> totally. if you make the last hour of your day really productive and yes. put yourself in that really good place and that carries over to the next morning, yes. the benefits are the same and you're not like basically totally. pushing shit uphill it's... the whole time. Right. Um, it is interesting to be like, but, are you going yeah. to enjoy that habit? And you talk a lot about like the journey and not the destination, you know? Like, are you enjoying yeah. that habit? Even like there is one thing to be like, yeah. I need to do the habit because it's going to like result in something fabulous. Like I totally get that. But I also like firmly believe that you should be able to make like whatever you're doing in every way, like enjoyable for sure. Like don't need yeah, to be like miserable. At the same time, it shouldn't, it's not going to feel comfortable in that. Yes. It's kind especially of that same, in the like, transition. It should be enjoyable, but there's also going to, it's not going to feel natural when yes. you start and you're not going to be like, oh my God, I'm up so early. This is amazing. Like, yes. You're probably going to hate it for a little bit. Yes. Um, but adding things, I think, to make it feel better. But like, 
having there be some bigger reason that right. it is enjoyable. Like for me, I could finally, like I finally started seeing momentum with my blog, which yes. I hadn't before when I wasn't waking up early. And then I like had that positive association totally. with waking up early. You're just being and reinforced. And then that kind of thing. But yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't feel fun. Waking no, up yeah. I think like being reinforced is important, but that's like a long-term thing, which is hard to get yourself to do something when you're like, but the long-term results are great. So it's like something every time. Like, isn't there a thing like if you get cute workout clothes, you're more likely to work out? Like that kind of thing. You know, like allow yourself yeah. to enjoy the process, I think is a huge, yeah. a huge part of like the habit building stuff. It's so interesting how perfectionism and like habit building like go so hand in hand, yeah, you know, you. and you totally like meld those together a lot with like the things you're talking about. It's like so interesting to to see that because I like love talking about habit building. Perfectionism, like I said, I'm like working through it. I'm getting so much better with it. Like I'm like, yeah. you know what? It's like it's, <laughs> I remember um, my first episode of Biz Time with Asia, so season two of the podcast. I – well, over the summer, so we stopped – season one like March or April and I was like all right I'm gonna take it back up by myself like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in the summer and I literally lined up like five interviews and I was like I'm so ready I don't even know if I was felt like I was ready but that's just what was happening five interviews were happening I said it was gonna happen in July so there we were and then I just like felt sick about it and I was like this just does not like feel good at all and this is like that's a whole other thing about like sometimes it's just not the right time so I didn't. I can't. Yeah. I literally canceled everything. I was like, I feel like I can't give it my all. I wrote my interview people, and I don't feel the need to explain myself very often because I'm like, I degaff. I can do whatever I want. But I was like, you know what? Like, I really <laughs> want to do this in the future with you. I feel like I'm not able to give it my full right now, and I can't wait to give it my full. And like, I'm I'm gonna come back to you when I'm ready for it. So then I didn't know when that the when the hell that was gonna happen. Just like you with like, when were you gonna feel ready to like announce the blog? God only knows. I was like, maybe one day I'll feel good about the <laughs> yeah, podcast. Exactly. And then the day that I felt good about it, I was like perfectionism out the effing window. And I just like probably was so caffeinated. I don't even know what made me start it. <laughs> Mostly caffeine. And I like busted through this my first thing about paying attention to your life, which is the first um, episode of the season. And I recorded it with my headphones. Like I just like used the microphone on my headphones. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but that means that it was shit audio. Like if you guys listen to the first one, I'm pretty sure that my like headphone is like banging on my on my shirt and it's like and it's like probably super painful. Maybe I should re-record that episode. Um, but I didn't even listen to it. And I was thinking about this when we were trying to you guys for like an hour before we started recording. Sam and I were trying to figure out how to record because it was very difficult. And like, yeah, that was like connection was crazy. Anyway, so um, I was accidentally yeah. muting the microphone, which is another issue. But I was like, oh my god, I need to start listening to my episodes before I publish them because what if I'm totally muted the whole freaking time? That would be terrible. Um, but I don't even listen to them before I put them out. I literally just like deuces I did it and I'm so proud of myself and like feel good about doing it and like having it done and if I didn't do that if I thought like oh my god I need to like go through and if I edited my podcast you guys would never hear a word from me because I wouldn't do it so like it would be I just like let it go and you were saying before you're like if I say something stupid will you cut it out I'm like you just gotta roll with it girl you just gotta keep it rolling you know perfectionism be damned you just gotta let it go but I think also a lot of that has to do with the fact that I feel so very tied into like being like authentic and so sometimes that's not being perfect and so I I like I think it's okay to be like 
okay, what the hell was I saying? Got a little lost there. Let me come back because I feel like that's me being really authentic. Um, and I feel like people can relate to that. So as part of my brand, I think it's okay for me to like not be super perfect. For my products, not so much. So that's a struggle. But for like what I'm putting out there, I feel like that's okay. Yeah, because when you say that stuff, it feels like, you know, you're just one of my friends and you're totally. talking to me because that's what people actually say in conversation. Yes. Like, oh, I lost my train of thought. Like, Exactly. I what was I saying? I <laughs> totally. But normally we'd edit that out and then it like yeah, it does lose some yeah. of that. And it just feels like a touch. presentation. And I don't want to feel like I'm talking at anybody. When I hear people who are like, and then step one, I'm reading over here from my thing. Did I mention this funny story? Ha ha. And I'm like, dude, like <laughs> I feel so not connected to you right now. I hate that so much. Um, and so I totally. And by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say, by the way, I did listen to that first episode and it was really good. Oh, so. thank you. I sounded very yeah. spiritual in it. I, John told me that I sound like pay attention to your life. It is very important <laughs> to your future. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't realize I sounded like that. I've actually, we've, in the first season, we redid one, um, one episode. And, but I think that there's like, there's a fine line between perfectionism and just like totally degaffing. Like if it was bad, yeah. like they would be like, maybe you should like sprinkle in a little perfectionism in there. And we did have one episode <laughs> Um, and first we were like, I just like, wasn't feel like I was like, sh- I felt in the first season, we felt like we weren't showing up as enough. So it didn't feel like a check yeah. in the box for showing up. And then I did do another episode and I didn't, I wasn't disappointed in it, but when I was listening to it, I don't know why I listened to that one. I was like, I just don't sound as excited as I wanted to sound, you know, yeah. like on my inside, I'm like, oh, but on the outside, somehow when I'm by myself, I sounded calm, which is not one of my core um, personality traits. And so I re-recorded <laughs> that one. But my main point is that if I would have tried to like stick with it being perfect, I never would have started the podcast because it's just like I I had no when I when I was like this is this feels good this feels the time like when I felt like I could show up for it fully that's when it happened and that's when I get sparked like the magic that I feel this time with Asia is currently and if I was like trying to be perfect about it I'd be like no it's not the time I didn't purchase my microphone yet like and who who cares who cares nobody cares like that stuff you can't let that yeah. hold you back you know. Exactly. And we were talking about before we started recording, um, with starting a blog. So because I have a blog, a lot of people who were like wanting to get into it are kind of like, Oh, like I really, you know, do you have any advice? There's so much, like, I just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I really think that's not really anything to do with lack of information, because if you obviously Google how to start a blog, there's so much shit out there, a million things. Yeah. And it's also not even like that that's overwhelming because all you need to do is just pick one thing and go with it. And it's all kind of like, you know, a different path to the same destination. Mm -hmm. Like you'll all get there Mm -hmm. just some other way. But it's really that fear of like, it's really just procrastination and being like, I need to find the perfect answer. And, you know, they want to get an answer from me, which, you know, I'm happy to share my advice. Right, right. But your advice isn't Um, like practical. It's like, just do it. It's, it's like, just do it. And, but that's too simple for a lot of, like, it sounds so simple that people are like, oh no, but how do I actually just do it? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, just start, like, you know, it's so easy to start a website, mm-hmm. like really so easy. I'm the worst tech person mm-hmm. as you witnessed for an hour. Oh no, <laughs> that was team, that was teamwork, girl. That was teamwork being the worst. That was a party. Woo. But if I can figure out how to start a website and like run it completely by myself, then I feel like anyone anybody can. Anybody can. I've 
and especially like WordPress, it's been around so long now. Literally type in any question you have into Google and, and there'll someone, be an answer. There's a forum or a blog post totally. about it. Like, but I think it's so easy to keep yourself like confused and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that um, in the seven day challenge as well. Like it's a way that we procrastinate. Yeah, for and sure. It's like really sneaky because we're like, oh, I'm not procrastinating. I just don't know the answer yet. Mm-hmm. But like, like, it's uh... so easy to figure out that answer. And we're like, oh no, I just need to get like the perfect answer. Yeah. Just find a good answer and go and with go it with instead it. of waiting for the perfect yes. one. Like it really, you just have to do it. And I know like it does sound so simple and like, oh no, you know, that might work for her, mm-hmm. but it won't work for me. Right. Like you learn by doing. And if yes. I started a blog from scratch today, have a net never started one I wouldn't create what I have now I like and people can use um way back machine have you used that and you go and look at websites from back in the day that's hilarious I should see that it's so good you can type any url and look at any um, what website the front from the door past. oh my god I hope you don't see my old ones like mine even hilarious so yeah. um <laughs> I'm writing that down I also have so many things to say about this topic um I'm gonna look that up it's yeah you wouldn't yes so yeah like I shared that when people ask me for blogging advice I always shared like say go to the Wayback machine type in my blog like smart-20s.com and see how I started that it was like completely different like it was the same in that it was like a lot of white space and that kind of thing but it's like there was I didn't have a logo or anything like that mm-hmm. I didn't have pretty images um so interesting like it really was so different yeah but I had to do that to get to here totally and like you just have to be prepared to go through that beginning yes. stage and regardless yes. of when you start it's always going to happen so the sooner the better right and, and you're always going to change it especially yeah you're always going to grow. You're always going to change it. You're always going to grow. Yeah, exactly. I always say, like, you have to put clay on the table to make something out of it. Like, you can't just, like, ta-da, statue. Like, you yeah, have to exactly. do something with it. And Paige um, always, like, reminds me, like, you can always change it. Like, whatever you do, literally, yeah, you can exactly. always change it, which I'm like, that is so true. But it's like, you literally, you have to start. Like, there, there is no other way to finish Except for starting. That's the only option yeah. you have. Like, there's nothing else. Like, preparing. Like, you also talk about how, like, are you planning or are you procrastinating? Like, you're, like, planning is, like, one thing and then doing is another. Like, you need to start and make that shit happen because you just can't. It's, yeah. I, I totally – and it must be really powerful for your readers to be, like, this person I'm looking up to for advice is, like sh- – I see where she started. And just like you were watching celebrity interviews, like be like, oh, if that's where they started, yeah. like if I start there too. Um, I remember that I did this and I think it's good to do it for like several people, like looking at Jasmine Starr's yeah. first blog post, like that, who's a wedding photographer. And like, just like, I feel like that would be so powerful to be like, oh yeah, it wasn't perfect when they started. Like they weren't like yeah. effing Beyonce, like their first single. You know what I mean? Like I always, there was one episode I had where I was like, Beyonce didn't have, like, a number one single until she had a number one single. Like, there's a ton of stuff that happens before yeah, that. Like, you don't just, like, da-da. Um, and I think that that's, like, yeah. so – also, speaking of Beyonce, um, I wrote this down randomly um, that – did you watch – oh, my God. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. As an Australian, you don't watch the no. Super Bowl. <gasps> my – literally, my people, mind, hey, like, wait. blown. People watch me. it. Okay. But, but you didn't watch it's it. It's not, like – yeah, I don't know. That – 
that makes like literally kind of makes my head hurt a little bit people don't have super bowl parties or anything like that that makes me so sad for you because it's so fun I don't know, like, I'm sure you guys have, like, some sort of replacement, but Super Bowl is yeah, such a party. You have, you say you have nothing? No, we have other things. Oh, I was I like, that's so sad. Anyway. <laughs> so I don't join in. <laughs> okay, okay. So. I avoid them. <laughs> they, well, it's, it's a party, and it's very fun. Okay, so I'm really sad that you don't watch the Super Bowl because it was phenomenal. Um, It was such a good game. This is not the point. The point is that Lady Gaga, poor little lady gaga um apparently like we noticed i was like whoa like i wish she would have pulled her like little shorts up a little bit higher because she had just like the littlest little like pudge little bit over her like little booty shorts and I, apparently people like tore into her for it and i was like you know what go for lady gaga and this which was the common sentiment of course nobody's gonna be like really body shaming lady gaga she's like 90 pounds um but it's like yeah. she was like no it doesn't need to be perfect i'm gonna go out there in my little sparkly booty shorts and it's gonna be fabulous and i was like you put on a killer show like good for you girl what if she's like i cannot do the super bowl <laughs> like i don't fit into my booty shorts it would have been so sad so that was something that made me think like if lady gaga God doesn't need to be perfectionist. I don't need to be perfectionist. Feeling really great about that. I also have this happen a lot with boudoir yeah. clients with like, you know, lingerie shoots. People yeah. are like, oh, I have oh, to be, yeah, you know, that's such a thing. And I'm like, that's that's a whole other ball game. But um, I've read like really nice like template emails from boudoir photographers to women who say that, that are like your husband or whatever, like loves you just the way you are. And you need to celebrate your body at every, like at every stage. And I think that's so beautiful to be like, no, there is like no, there's no perfect when you're chasing fitness stuff. Like there's no perfect. Um, and I think that's just so beautiful to be like, you should like appreciate the journey, but like celebrate every stage of where you are, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah. I think, um, well, I'll just speak for myself, but I think a lot of perfectionists will be able to relate in like, if, even though we're often so focused on the result, when we get there, we're like, okay, what's next? Like there's yeah. no, um, there's no like, like say with my online course, like I was so like working towards it and, you know, showing up every day. But um, when I was working on it, I was like, oh, when I have my online course finished, like life will be amazing. Like mm-hmm. I cannot wait to have this finished because it is quite an ordeal to write an online course. Mm-hmm. And then it was finished and I was like, I literally didn't even have uh, like a day to celebrate like, <laughs> yes, I've done it before I moved on. And we had the same coach, Jen Carrington. Yes, um, she's one. And I was like when we were having like our two-weekly call, I was going to say fortnightly. Do you use that word? We do not use that word, but I recognize it. And we say bi-weekly. <laughs> I recognize bi-weekly. that. I remember they would tell me I was going to get paid uh, fortnight. I thought that meant like in the middle of the night or something. <laughs> didn't know what they were talking about when I lived in Australia for a bit and I was like I literally don't know what you're saying like I don't care when you put the money in my bank just put it in there sounds great <laughs> anyway continue. Um, but yeah so when on one of my coaching calls with Jen like at the beginning we always just do a little catch-up of what's happened mm-hmm. and for that fortnight that when I'd finished my course I had written like this long list of all these things I'd done and then I got to the end I was like oh I feel like I'm missing something I was like Oh, yeah, I finished my bloody course. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's so I, funny. Like, that should be number one. And totally. I'd already been thinking about, like, here's what I'm going to do next. And I think it's, like, focusing on showing up because that will create consistency, which mm-hmm. will then create a result. But then if you achieve the result, like, instead of, you know, it's that, like, you know, you climb a mountain and then you see the next horizon and right. you never really say, like, yeah, I'm on top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, Like, I've 
it's something I really struggle with. I can't really give much advice about it because because right, I right, it just like do it, but yeah, like, it's been like good for me, good work. Right? Like, do you think? Really good do you think like this sounds dumb, but like scheduling in a celebration <laughs> would be kind of like a fake it till you make it kind of thing? Do you think like if you force yourself to celebrate these like perfectionist goals, you would feel good about reaching them? Yeah, I think that's part of it, and also just like. I don't know I think probably as well not immediately setting the next goal because once you're like okay like I finished my course now I need to create this thing so that everything will be perfect like it just needs to be like okay let me just give myself a couple of days to be like good work you Uh did what you wanted to do totally and then set it because I think as soon as we set that next goal you're over like you're over it already like over it and yeah, yeah I think it um that's such a good yeah, point. Yeah, I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast, um, which I love, but he was saying, you know, like, if you're not happy with what you have, you're never going to be happy with what you get. Like, you have Whoa. to. Whoa. Writing it down. Writing that down on my other side. If you're um, not happy with what you have, you're never going to be happy with what you get. I said it in a better way than that. but I Well, I like that way. It. I like the Sam Brown version um, of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was really just like, and because he's a type A, like, perfectionist, mm-hmm. that kind of person as well. Um, he was just saying one of the things he tries to do is that kind of like appreciating it's like a gratitude thing. and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Gratitude. Because if you don't have the ability to celebrate those achievements, then even if you tick off all your goals on your long, long to-do list, which all perfectionists have, right. you're still not going to feel good. Like you yes. need to be happy with what you have. Totally. And then. Because if you're not, you'll never be happy with anything with else. Get, so. Fast. I like yeah. that when you said like that Tim Ferriss is like the kind of person perfectionism and we talk about this a little bit that you feel like perfectionism is like a little bit of a badge of honor being like, oh, well, I'm a perfectionist. Like, and people think that that's yeah. like synonymous with a high achiever. And we talked this before recording yeah. and like that that's not true at all. Like I, the more that we talk about this, the more I realize that I've really, really worked through a lot of my perfectionist tendencies, which makes me feel great as a human. Yeah. And, um, but like, I remember <laughs> those horrible problems and I like still feel, I feel like I'm more of an achiever now that I'm able to put things out there without feeling like, and then the ones that I, I'm not, for example, I'm working on this damn e-course for like, I don't even know how long. <laughs> I would say close to a year. And I am yeah. am I an achiever with my e-course? Pre-selling. No. Yeah. Pre-selling. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm not an achiever with my e-course because I haven't done anything. And but I am an achiever yeah. with every with this podcast, for example. I am an achiever, even if it's not perfect, like I achieved it or I didn't achieve it. And I think that's something that's really powerful for me. I was like Googling Pinterest quotes. I was Googling like perfection quotes about perfectionism. I was also Googling like, what does the Bible say about perfectionism? Um, And it was like, perfectionism is the pursuit of the worst. And that just feels so yuck. It feels like so rotten on the inside. And I would never want to align myself with being in pursuit of the worst, with always picking out like what's bad in something. And so that made me feel like, okay, I don't want to be perfectionist then. Like people totally are like, well, I'm a perfectionist, so everything has to be perfect. It's like, no, you're a perfectionist, so nothing gets done. That's what that's like. And you look for the worst in things, like good for effing you. Sounds like you're miserable, <laughs> you know? So like it was, it's good to like re- reframe those things and like your identity and being like, oh, well, I'm just perfectionist. That's an excuse. It's, you're right, based out of fear, which we've talked about this whole time. But yeah. also like, it's not, that's not a good thing, you know? Like you need to let that shit go. So I felt like really good yeah. about being like, that's the, 
that is really what perfectionism is. And I don't want to be that. Yeah, I think a lot of perfectionists, and I'll speak for myself again, but you can really use that um, perfectionism as a badge of honor in the sense that you're like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to get rid of perfectionism because that's how I, you know, did really well at school and mm-hmm. um, like it it keeps my standards high and if I stopped being a perfectionist then like I'd look like shit and everything I did would be shit like we associate perfectionism with high standards mm-hmm. but when it's perfectionism it's often like those high standards are so incredibly high that they're crippling and right. so you just procrastinate and you achieve nothing. So right. in terms of achievement, perfectionists usually don't achieve much. The ones that do are the ones that learn yes. how to deal with it totally. and become a high achiever. And a high achiever is essentially quite similar to a perfectionist, but they don't have like they don't get in their own way and not put mm-hmm. things out when they're perfect and they have learned to like feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. And they still have very high standards, but they don't set them so high that it makes them not want to do anything right. at all. So I think or they don't like, oh, like, yeah, you go. They don't like <laughs> beat themselves up if they don't reach yeah, it. Exactly. Like they can celebrate whatever success yeah. happens and they like enjoy the journey. And like, don't, doesn't everybody want to be the kind of person that enjoys the journey? Like, yes, yes, we all do. So yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. In over, I guess overachievers, but just a high, high achievers is what we're calling it. Um, like you can still, achieve, you you will achieve. Like I just really do think like perfection is just like the obstacle. Like it's just, you're right, getting in your own way. That's what your challenge is called, right? Get out of your own way. I love that. Yeah, get out I love of that. your own way. Yeah. Um, because it's exactly what it is. There is no other thing. Like you're allowed to set high goals without setting a perfect goal. Like you can still set like, I want to make a million dollars this year. Um, but you know, be like happy with like the, the amount that you're showing up and if you're enjoying it and celebrate, what do you get when you get there? You know? So that's so interesting. Yeah. And I think perfectionists don't enjoy the journey and they don't enjoy the result. Like Yuck. As I was saying, we work towards it, right, but then right. we get there and we're like, okay, what's next? What's next? Like, yeah. I really want to overcome perfectionism and like learn how to like feel that fear that is basically hiding behind perfectionism and just yeah. do it anyway. Um, because when you're a perfectionist, you don't enjoy the journey mm-hmm. because you get really frustrated. You beat yourself up all the time. Right. There's so much like negative chatter in your mind. Yeah. And then you achieve the result and you go, oh, what's next? Like you don't even, it's not like, you know, you hate the journey, but you love the destination. You right. hate both. You hate both. Neither feels Yucky. good. So that's why, yeah, that's why like I'm so passionate about totally. sharing my struggles with it because A, like I haven't figured it out and it is a good way for me to work through it like totally. from a selfish point of view to share what I'm learning. Yes. But I think it really like we just get in our own way and mm-hmm. we're the only thing stopping ourselves from whatever it is we want to do. Right. So And we yes, I like yeah. I think that you said this before, you're like perfectionism like is totally a scale. And I think that that's so true. We all kind of have tendencies yeah. to like it's like like I said earlier, it's not like, oh, and then we're done being a perfectionist, like made it through like a 12 step program. Um, it's like a constant like thing to have to do with yourself. But I feel like setting, like setting up habits to do that and like celebrating. I love thinking about that. Like celebrating like the successes is like such a way to like shun those tendencies off to the side a little bit. And I, of course, like think that like 
your community and like being supported and like having people who were like, you need to appreciate the things that you've done and like stop beating yourself up because you haven't started the next thing or because you haven't, you didn't reach this, whatever. Like other people for me are so important to like feeding that to me. So it's important yeah. to have people who will do that and not be like, oh yeah, you're totally right. You didn't reach a million dollars this year. sucks for you. You didn't do anything. It's not black or white. You also said that in your course that like that makes it seem like so black or white. Like you you achieved perfection or you didn't. And there's so much gray scale for like things you should be very happy about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard as well because um, we haven't talked about this before, I don't think, but um, I talk about like, A, you're probably not putting in as much effort as you think Mm. in that, um, like, say, for example, people are like, I just cannot find a grad job. Like, I have tried so hard. Like, I really, like, I have my degree and now I just can't find a job. Mm -hmm. And in reality, they've just done two applications the night before they were due. And (laughs) like, it's because perfectionism got in the way. And it's like, in terms of dealing with that fear, it's easy to be like mentally. And this Mm -hmm. is like all happening at such a deep level. We don't know what's happening. But it's in that situation, be like, oh, yeah, but I didn't really try anyway. So it's not as bad as trying. Oh, so true. It's like protecting yourself. Totally. I used to cram at uni. And that's the reason why I was cramming. Yes. Um, is because you it's don't easy like to be t- like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't do as well as I hoped, but I didn't study. Oh, yes. well, I didn't have to feel as bad as trying my hardest totally. and not doing as well as I hoped. Yes, um, I can totally resonate with that. I feel like I, there's like, um, yeah. if you've, is there a book? Is there a book in Australia as if? It's not a global economy. Um, there's a book called Strength Finders, and I read Strength Finders 2.0, and I took the fun test for it, and I was a maximizer, and it was like, you want to be really good at the things you're already good at, and the stuff I'm not good at, I don't even try. Like, it's just a big, fat no, like, not happening for me, and um, so I think that's totally that, – that is a perfectionism tendency. It's like, if I'm not going to be the best, it it's also, like, it's an interesting competitive thing. It's like, if I am – not the best I'm not even going to freaking try like if I don't win then I'm not going to try or I'll just be like okay we're just here to like enjoy just enjoy I'd like really talk myself through it you know but like so for example my favorite game is Settlers of Catan why because I win all the effing time do I play any other games no I do not because if I don't win them I'm not happy about it so it's this really weird competitive thing I don't know I was um watching there's this amazing talk on YouTube it's not a TED talk up it is a talk by Carol Dweck. She has a book called Mindset, which I haven't read yet, but I really want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's talking about perfectionism and there's this whole like fixed mindset and growth mindset. <gasps> yes. And I when I heard first this. heard it, I was like, oh, I totally have a growth mindset. Like go me. Mm-hmm. And then when I was listening to it, I was like, no, I actually like perfectionists have a fixed mindset. Yes. And she was saying, um, and like after listening to her, I was like, holy shit, I do not have a growth mindset and I want one. And like, yes, yes. Um, okay. Wait, you know, but remind me what it so, is. Cause I remember it was awesome. Um, well basically for the fixed mindset and for perfectionists, and it's exactly what you're talking about. They did a study where, um, they had people do a test and then gave them their results and said, okay, do you want to do that class again? Like keep going and like take the test again and see how you go. Or do you want to do a test on a different subject? And like all the people who'd done well and like were perfectionists did that test again, even though they'd learned absolutely nothing new because they just wanted to do something they were already good at. And all the people with a growth mindset went, oh, no, but I want to learn something new. And they did the other thing. But all the perfectionists said, and people with fixed mindset said, oh, no, I just want to do what I'm already good at. 
even though I won't learn anything at all from it. Yes. Um, it's really interesting. That's super um, interesting. I yeah, feel like I heard it somewhere else because I feel like I heard a couple different examples. Um, yeah. And, I, yeah, it is like you are, like, totally blocking growth. You're not, like, inviting growth. That's so interesting. I can't, like, really wrap my brain around it right now. But it's so interesting. Okay, fixed yeah. mindset, growth mindset. I'm literally writing that and down. And she says – yeah, she says as well um, that – like she talks about her experience when she was growing up and that she went to a school and she like where she was really smart and it's like a high achiever school, like where everyone's really smart. Um, and she was saying that, so she was praised for being smart mm-hmm. and started really excelling. And then she found that in order to maintain that image, she like she uses the words that she shrunk her world so that she could maintain it. So I think she says like they invited her to do some French competition and she said no because like she wanted to not do anything that she wasn't good at. at. Yeah, that's a bummer. And I can really relate to it and it it is that fixed mindset of like um, and shrinking your world so that you only do things you're good at, which means like procrastination, putting things off. Not enjoying other things. Yes, yeah. I I am gonna She's like amazing. that sounds. What's her name? <laughs> Carol Dweck. How do you just C A R O L? Yeah, Dweck. D W E C K. I think. Yeah, love it, Carol. Maybe Dweck. an the end of that. We'll Google it. Google know. will tell us. You will be able to find <laughs> it. Um. I take back a little bit of what, what I said about being competitive because I'm actually not all that competitive, but um, I clearly enjoy games that I win a lot in and I find myself really not enjoying games that I know I'm not good at. So I don't try that hard for those ones. I'm like, I'm kind of over that. And that's so interesting. Like, I feel like you can be in perfectionist in some areas and not in other areas. But if I would have really like stuck to like, I'm not learning any new games or like when we were, we were in Calgary visiting Jamie um, in Canada, this, this like, um, like winter holiday. And when, when I before John proposed actually, and we played like a bunch of new games and I could have been like, no, I don't want to play new games. I only want to do the things like I'm already good at. And how small can your world be? Like you wouldn't be growing yeah. at all. You know, like what if I didn't like move to France because I was like, oh, my French isn't good enough. <gasps> that would be the worst. That would still be the worst. Oh, that's so sad. Like I haven't done it, but I know I hear from so many people that, oh, you know, I'll go to Japan or I'll go to France once I've learned French. Then they never enroll in a language class because they're waiting to find the perfect one or they need to right. And then they never go and they're like – Also, like such a great know, example, yeah. such a great metaphor because you never learn French till you go. <laughs> like you can exactly. never be good at it until you do it. So like, yeah, that's that's a fabulous metaphor. Like I had my degree in French before I went to France. I couldn't even understand what the train was saying. The train was like, the train is departing or whatever. And I was like, What? I don't know what you're saying. So like you don't – that's so fascinating. Okay. So I like just feel really sad about perfectionism in general. It makes you like really yucky. But like – so like don't want to like align yourself with that and just like seeing the way that you can reframe things. Like what would you say would be like the number one reframing mentality that could make people like shun their perfectionism tendencies? Because you have said like done is better than perfect doesn't really resonate with you. So like do you have like a mantra that helps that helps you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think like done is better than perfect. Like intellectually makes 100% sense, uh-huh. but it doesn't make me want to do things to yeah. like, that level where they're good enough. I still find myself wanting to perfect things and um, yeah, people being like, oh, nobody's perfect anyway. Like, 
yeah, I know that, but I still want to be perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that part. Great. Um, totally. So, yeah, for me, I think it's really just oh, a few things. One is like being prepared to feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which includes feel uh, fear. And I guess like really coming to terms with the fact that it's not going to feel good. Um like just to stop chasing instant gratification and wanting everything to feel natural and comfortable and right. um, always looking for that sort of easier option. Like mm. really just for me, it's been like, yeah, this is going to feel shit in the moment, but mm-hmm. it's going to get me something that I really want to do. Say like waking up really mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. every morning. Like I yeah, still want to pepper in that there's ways time. to make those habits feel good. I think that's really important to mention. They does it. You shouldn't yeah, keep doing exactly. it if it always feels shit. Like the long-term result is not always like motivating. You need to give yourself something yeah, instantly. Agree. Yes. Continue. Yeah. Love it. Um, <laughs> so um, I think – yeah, practice being uncomfortable and mm-hmm. developing discipline instead of always trying to top up motivation. Like mm-hmm. I think um, I hear from a lot of people that say they like they identify the reason that they can't stick to anything as either like lack of motivation or laziness. And from what I've learned, it's neither of those two. It's mm-hmm. fear and um, just being unwilling to feel uncomfortable and I think developing discipline instead and just like okay I'm gonna wake up at 8 a.m tomorrow morning even if you might wake up say between 7 45 and 8 15 like Mm -hmm. make a time and just follow through like just Mm -hmm. get used to making plans and following through with them yes um and not asking yourself the question do I feel like it yes dream killing question it really is the dkq and my other advice would really be if you need to keep something a secret, <laughs> then do. Like we've talked about this before because space to face is all about Yes. I am, I am not on team keep it secret. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you need that little bubble and that protection yeah. in order to create something, then give yourself that gift and then eventually you will get to a point where like because as I was saying I felt like I'd never want to ever tell anyone right and then eventually a time comes when you're like okay I really want to share this yeah and then with discipline only where I'm proud to tell people about it yeah yeah yes so I think definitely like just do it and if you need to keep it a secret in order to make that happen Mm -hmm. then do it like I don't think people talk about it much and I've seen quite a few posts um where people are like coming out in the sense that they're mm-hmm. like, oh, hey guys, just so you know, I had kept this blog a secret and now I've told all my friends. And people commenting, being like, oh my God, me too, I'm keeping it a secret. But no one took, like, when you look, like, probably someone when they looked at my blog, like, they get such a different impression to what's actually happening. But, uh, like, people look so much more confident than they actually totally. are because most people aren't sharing all their doubts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really just want to say if you need to keep it secret or if you need to keep it like contained or mm-hmm. like, you know, if you have a friend who's like, oh, you know, blogs are lame or whatever, yeah. you know, you don't have to tell them that like you can just mm-hmm. keep it secret and work on it in your own time. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's such a good. Time, learn to be uncomfortable and totally. that kind of thing. But give yourself permission to do something on the yeah. demo. I feel like when you need so. To 
I so strongheartedly disagree with that, obviously, but I'm so happy that you're sharing it because I feel like if there's someone who is hearing that and feels relieved, then I'm so happy that they're hearing that because it's something I would never, ever encourage. But that's for somebody, for you, that was exactly what you needed to do. And so I'm like, like just that like nugget of information is like so worth this whole conversation because it's, yeah, again, just I something I would I, never say. Yeah, yeah. It was just something I would like I think, yet never share. So I'm really glad that you yeah. were able to share it. And so many people are like, you know, you start something and you should tell everyone about it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I agree with that. But when I – listen to that advice and when I was in the place where I wasn't ready to share it was yeah. like okay well if the options are a telling everyone like if that's the option then I'm just not going to do it at all right like, right I need yes. to have some other option and yes. then I'll get to a time when I'm ready to tell people but Totes. yeah hearing everyone being like you have to tell everyone would make me like it didn't make me stop but it would yeah I yeah know, it's so hard I to it. even like put myself back there but right and I like, you know, tell people about it. Like, I also want to say, as I mentioned before, everyone was so supportive. Like, I yes. really just created this demon in my own mind. Yeah. And when I tell people, so many people are like, oh, I've actually been wanting to start a blog and, like, you've inspired me to do it and all mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and and no one cares what anyone else is doing. And I know we hear that all the time. But right, but you really, don't realize like, it. No one does care. Yes. Um, yes. It's so true. Like, it's no so true. Yes. It's okay. You can it's do like it. It's so liberating and a bit sad yes. at the same time. But, yes. Um, yeah. Like I would say if you need to keep it a secret in order to get it going, like mm-hmm. if, if that's the only way you can get it started, then do it. Yeah. But also remember that your fears aren't like, like are aren't reality in the mm-hmm. sense that most people are really are going to support and you like are going to most people are like yeah give it a shot right it's so, so like a what um, works for you thing because yeah. it wouldn't like I said it wouldn't work for me to not have support but so like so that wouldn't that wouldn't work for me but if that's something that people were like I don't need the support I just need to be able to work on it and put it out there you know then I feel like that's such like great advice for those kind of people it really just like it, it honestly breaks my heart though. It makes me so sad. And it's just it like, <laughs> yeah, like that's just like such a, but like, but I'm so happy that like at the end of it, like using all these tools that you've used, like you were able to like put it out there and like do those, yeah. you know, do those things. Um, and like, and I do like, do you feel like you're having like more fun with what you do now that people know about it? I, yeah. So I would say like, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. um, like I love, I love blogging. It's also very frustrating. Like it's it's like anything, it has its highs and its lows. Right. And most people don't share the lows. Um, in that like it's me just sitting in a room getting really frustrated that I don't know what sentence to write or like, I can't get something to right. write. Right. Like all that kind of thing. Um, and that's how most people write. Like most people don't just sit down and go da-da-da-da and pump out a perfect blog post. Right. Or even like a good blog post, like usually the first draft shit um I love doing it like I've done it like to wake up at 4am and you have to love doing it yes enjoy doing it right but it uh, it doesn't feel good all the time so you do have to get through that kind of stuff yes uh, yeah show up but I yeah I'm so excited and um we were talking about before that I have resigned from my full-time job this week Time work so I can spend more time blogging. So um, I'm super excited about that big change in my life yes. and moving in the direction I want to go. So yeah. 
That makes yeah, me so happy. I do love it. You're very like, but yeah, I just want to share. Yeah. I was gonna say you're very like results focused be, which, which I like. And I love that you're bringing that perspective to the show because I'm so like, you need to enjoy the whole effing process <laughs> that I'm sure that can be <laughs> limiting. So I'm like, there's a lot of things I'm sure that I wouldn't enjoy, but I still need to do to re- like to get the results that I want. And I'm like limiting myself yeah. with that. Um, but because I am the kind of person who's like, do, 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 with my blog and I love the whole thing. Except for formatting. Again, never, the formatting thing is not my jam. Um, but like, I, like I will say, I, I for sure, I'm, I'm here now on this. We're going through this and like feeling like the struggle it is to be perfectionist that I'm kind of on the other side of it. And it's so liberating. It feels so good to just be like, I'm going to effing do it. I'm just going to like put it out there. And I think that comes from experience. It comes from being like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. It's not going to be perfect. And like, you have, you have a whole worksheet on like, what can really happen? What is like really, really the worst that can happen from it? And kind of just like a little reality check, like it's going to be freaking fine. <laughs> like Everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And as much as you see, like, it's all going to be okay. Then I think the more you get used to the fact that it's like going to be, and it's better for you to have put it out there, better done than perfect than, than to not. Like I never want I think regret for me is very motivating. I never want to regret having not done something. And so doing it for sure, sure. like feels so much better. Um, And so this has been like way more eye-opening than I thought it would be. I knew that it was going to be (laughs) eye-opening, but I thought I was going to resonate so much more with perfectionism. And as much as like my heart is broken now, like thinking about how painful perfectionism can be, I also like feel so good to be on the other side of it. And I just like want to encourage you guys listening that like you don't need to identify with a perfectionist. If like, if you now that you have these tools and like you guys can go to Sam's blog and check out, like there's so many ways for you to like shift that mentality. You don't need to be like, I'm happy perfectionist. And then realize you're not getting shit done. Like it's really fun to be on the other side. It's really fun to be like, I'm just going to like throw glitter with my business and just like be out there and like put out a bunch of fun shit and it's going to be great. And I like really encourage you guys to like let the perfectionism go and let that like part of your like deuces be like I'm going to be an achiever and not I'm not going to be perfect and it feels so good so I really want to encourage you guys to be that and like this has just been so great I'm so happy that like you came on the show and shared this it literally feels therapeutic to me it makes me so happy It does. And you guys like can like there's there's just so many things that you that like this you're just such a resource for them, Sam, because you have so many things to talk about about that. And I love that you're like, I'm sharing my struggle and I don't have it all figured out. And you're making perfectionism seem very real and very um not like a fluffy thing. You know, like it is something that you need to like yeah. work through and like Thing. Yeah, <laughs> like pay attention to and adjust, you know. So I think that that's that's really cool. I'm so happy that I'm so happy that you're on the show. It makes me feel so good, like just to have different, like really different perspectives with it. Um, and did you have anything else that you wanted to add to our lovely perfectionism conversation? I'm looking at my notes. I also wanted to mention that when I googled Bible verses and and perfectionism, it said the Pharisees were perfectionists, and I was like, ooh, those people are bad. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to quickly say that I think um, one of the things we were talking about before that we didn't quite finish off Mm -hmm. on is that um, I was saying, like, you know, with grad job applications and stuff, I say, like, you know, like people, you know, you're not actually trying as hard as you think you're trying. Like, you know, are you really, are you expecting results you're not working for? But at the same time, it's hard to balance that message of you're actually not trying as hard as you think with self-care. And I really struggle with self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
I enjoy looking after myself and like I exercise every day right. and I eat healthy and that kind of thing. But like I recently just burnt out really badly, like a mm. few weeks ago mm-hmm. when I was doing the um it the launch, right? And it was as a result of yeah, the launch yeah. and doing that seven day challenge. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, but perfectionists a lot of perfectionists burn out because right. we have this overflowing plate of things that we want to do and we don't want to take anything off it. So we try to do all the things. Yeah. And then obviously we only have a certain amount of capacity to do that. To do, and, right. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say it is hard to balance, like try harder with. Yeah, totally. And, and I, and I feel like, I mean, I can share my experiences, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry, but I'm not in a place where I can say like, here's how to stop burning out because I burnt out like three weeks ago. Right. Um, but I think that like, literally happens to everybody. And I've done it like every, probably since I started uni, like every six, at least once every six months of like, yeah. especially when there'd be exams and stuff, like it really is something that comes with perfectionism like trying to do all the things because a lot of perfectionism is also people pleasing because you don't want to be rejected totally um and like making yourself kind of fit in so that is really demanding to try to be everything to everyone yes so and as we're saying no one cares like no one really is noticing what you're doing but we feel like we've got to keep all these balls in the air so Uh balls um, in the air that's just my current struggles yes I'm like it's so good to share (laughs) that it's so good to share that and like that's the reason you're able to talk so much about it and to share so much about it because you're going through it if you were like done with it you wouldn't be talking about it anymore so it's so good for you to be like sharing all of that stuff and it's like just it is so awesome to share and I like but you know and I feel like I know this about you that like you are like getting better and you're able to like use more of those tools that you have to like make it um, uh, you know like a a better thing but we're so different it's so interesting this is like (laughs) seriously I'm like oh self-care number one for me but I also feel like that uh, blocks me it makes me little bit like if we were doing like totally the opposite perfectionism does allow you to like really really push yourself so you can't just be like you know what I'm just not gonna do anything like I'm just gonna go like way over here I'm not like there's such a balance to be had with it um yeah and it so many people I think you use self-care as an excuse like oh I deserve to rest when really they haven't done anything like, it's, kind right. of, it's hard to balance that because it's like, oh, yeah, I deserve to rest. Like, I went to the gym last week, so, you know, I don't need to go this. Like, I know that sounds extreme, but so many people are like, oh, I deserve to rest. Like, my life's so busy, usually because we put so much on our plate. Like, it's self-inflicted. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really think that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, how to balance self-care mm-hmm. with, like, achieving my goals and yes, yes. all that kind of thing because a lot of my – and this is part of perfectionism as well, is like a lot of my self-worth is attached to achievement and accomplishment and praise and all that kind of thing. And I don't want it to be. I want it to be attached to the effort and to showing up. Yes. But it takes time to change that mindset. Totally. Because I've had it for decades. Right. Um, But, yeah, that's something I'm really trying to think about. How can I look after myself Mm -hmm. and still achieve, like, but not – so much that I'm totally. never willing to feel uncomfortable because I think when we aren't willing to feel uncomfortable, that isn't looking after ourselves because yeah. sometimes you, need to you be do challenging need to feel yourself to do something that's like, yeah, yeah, to challenge yourself to grow, to do new things. Like, some it is good to go out of your comfort zone, and right. self care can become an excuse 
in the extreme, but perfectionism and trying to do everything and, and achieve all the things yes. is also really does get toll when you burn out all the time. Yes. And so I'm like, I kind of swing between like burnout and self-care and then back to burnout. Uh, I'm trying to just right. get to that middle point where it's like both, but yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like self-care for me, like self-care for sure is a tool of productivity because I know that I feel better and like more able to show up, et cetera. When like, so I feel like self-care for me isn't selfish because I'm able to see how much I'm able to show up for my clients or to show up for, for John or for my friends when I like have got myself taken care of. And so I think that's like a really, that's been a very good way for me to like move that into my like achieving goals so I'm like it's just another tool for achievement like it just yeah, helps me achieve things that's something I can really learn from you and in one of your podcasts actually I was gonna write it down but then I didn't end up writing down it was you were saying you have these like four lists of oh my happy um, list good things yeah and yes. I like, never heard that and I was like this is so cool that makes me so happy um, so I really want to do yeah I'll tell you what they are talking about that oh my gosh I like made that up and when I, I was in to a lot of things yeah, that, that makes me so happy thank you that I can have like a unique thing to say um I yeah I am sure that I talked about it in that podcast but I'm I wrote those when I was in France because I was just like realizing like I have so many things to be happy about and I want to remember them. Like I want to like be grateful because sometimes you just get stuck in a rut and you're like, why don't I feel happy? And so they were things you should be happy about in general and things, um, oh my gosh, things that you do now that don't feel good now and make you happy later, which something sounds like you yeah. really would like to resonate with. Yeah. That's you all the way. Um, things that yeah. make you happy, um, make you happy now but then but then don't make you happy later make you feel good right yeah um which is the most negative of them and then things that make you happy that you don't do often enough which is like my second favorite one my first favorite one is like things that make me happy I remember literally I wrote down like wearing necklaces and I was like that does make me happy how easy is that and just like recognizing how easy it is to like do those things but um Yeah. yeah that's thanks for saying that I really really enjoyed um that podcast I actually had a couple clients um say that they like wrote them down and have like followed them I'm like that makes me so happy like my heart like I feel like my heart vibrating like that little emoji a little pink one that has like little lines around it that's how my heart <laughs> feels when people tell me that so that makes me so so happy um but I'm so glad that we were like ending this on like the happiness now because of course I would love to end things you know like on the up and up um and so thank you so much for for being here I know it's like midday for you it's like 9 30 at night here for me and it's like this is the latest I've been up (laughs) I don't even know how long oh my gosh so I'm really glad it was so worth it it was so so worth it to have your perspective Sam I'm just so pumped on it and I'm so excited for like there there are listeners that I have who don't resonate with like my annoyingness of things that I say and I'm like oh well whatever I'm totally fine with that and so I'm so happy that they're able to like (laughs) resonate it's not helpful when I'm saying like oh so I'm so happy that you're there's definitely people who listen who are gonna be able to resonate with you and like you're really improving people's lives with this podcast episode (laughs) and that just makes me so freaking happy um so you guys definitely need to check sam out you can do that as you know at smart-20s.com and then if you go to smart20s.com slash asia then you guys can see the challenge will be there right yeah yes yep. and you guys you seriously for the seven day challenge. it's really really great um i so many of the things that i pulled out today is from that and then i'm just like still in awe about how much like I learned from this episode and it just makes me like so thrilled um so thank you so much Sam I really appreciate you being here thanks Asia yes. this has been so much fun I'm so glad okay I'm gonna stop recording <laughs> so but good. I won't hang up on you okay bye
And of course, a big thank you to you guys for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to this here episode with me. Like always, I always want to tell you guys how much I appreciate your support. I wish I could just say it. I wish I could have a whole episode of I appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you. And um, so thank you guys for everybody who's been responding to my emails. And if you guys are receiving my emails, you guys can go to biztimewithasia.com because I'm always sending out newsletters every week that have these episodes. They can come directly to your inbox, which is so fabulous. And a couple, of course, like a couple more insights from me. Um, what I've done recently is decided that I'm going to pretend I'm writing these newsletters to Paige and Amy, which makes these so much more fun for me to write. So anyway, if you guys want to be a part of that, you guys can go to biztimewithasia.com. Thank you again so, so much for listening. I hope you guys have a fabulous freaking week.